0: But you don't discuss such an ancestor, do you? Ted Stevens glanced down at the chapter to which the picture had been attached. It was entitled, The Affair of the Non-Dead Woman. Hello, Ted. Stevens was almost jolted from his seat. It was Dr. Weldon, professor of English at the college, an old friend of his... Quickly, he thrust the picture beneath the manuscript and moved over.
1: Hi, I didn't see you, Doc. Oh, here, have have a seat. Oh, I thought maybe you were giving me the, uh, what do they call it? The brush-off? Oh, no, I... uh, Say, as a matter of fact, Doc, you're the one man I do want to see. Yeah? Very flattering. Remember those discussions we used to have about murders? (laughs) Better than bridge any time. Well, I got the idea that you'd made sort of a hobby out of the old cases, the historical ones. Well, I've studied quite a number of them, yes. Ever hear of a woman named Marie de Marie de Marie de Oh, yes. Uh, th- that was her maiden name, of course. One of the finest specialists in arsenic poisoning you could ever hope to find. Oh, uh, we're almost at our station, Ted. Let's get to the door. Yes, a real charmer, Marie was. Must have disposed of half a hundred husbands, lovers, suitors, and just plain friends before she was caught. Uh, what happened to her, Doc? She was beheaded and burned.
2: Crispin!
0: Oh, absurd, laughable. Ted Stevens kept saying this to himself, and yet what he knew was a foolish dread followed him straight through the small suburban station and clung to him as he reached the street. And there in the roadster was Marie, leaning toward him a little to hold the door open and smiling at him.
2: Oh, Ted, what on earth are you staring at?
1: That street light shining on your hair,
2: I like that. Oh, you're tight. Come on, get in the car. Like a
0: wisp of smoke, it was gone. The whole ridiculous fear. The delusion. When at home, Marie brought the cocktails into the living room. The logs were burning brightly in the fireplace. Throwing a soft, dancing glow upon a room that was darkening with dusk. To you, Marie.
2: And to you, dear.
0: As Stevens placed his glass down, he noticed the manuscript of my book. It was there on the table, right where he placed it when he first came in. Deliberately, he turned from it. And then turned back. The manuscript had been moved. Only an inch or so, but it had been moved. Keeping his back to his wife, he thrummed through that early chapter and discovered, just as he knew he would, that the photograph was gone. For a long moment, he thought of what to do. Then slowly, he turned around.
1: This book by Cross I brought home. Yes? Uh, There was a story of Poisoner in it. Rather funny. Her name happens to be the same as yours. Oh, your maiden name, that is.
2: Oh, that is odd, isn't it?
1: (laughs) Darling. Was she a relative of yours?
2: Why, Ted, you're serious. In
1: a way, yes. Oh, I don't mean it's really important. It's just that... Well, when you run across a person who's a dead ringer for your own wife and who lived 300 years ago and was a top-flight poisoner, well, you like to hear about it, that's all.
2: What on earth are you talking about?
1: Darling, be honest with me. Didn't you look at this manuscript when I was out of the room? No. You didn't take out a picture of a poisoner named Marie Debray?
2: I most certainly did not. Oh, Ed, what is this all about? Are you getting it? Well,
1: just this. Somebody took that picture out of that manuscript since I've been home. Now, who's that? Well, I'll take a look. Wait, I don't feel like...
2: Why, it's Mark Cetard. Mark? Ted, wait a second. Ted? Ted, whatever it is he wants, promise you won't do it.
1: Promise I won't do it? I
2: mean, promise you won't get yourself involved. Please, Ted, don't go out tonight. Say, what in the world is...
1: Well, anyway, we can't let him stay outside. Mark, how are you? Come on in. Thanks, Ted. Thinking about giving you a call later.